بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful may Allah salah and salam be upon the Prophet Muhammad his noble family the noble companions and those who follow in pursuit until the day of resurrection we continue the explanation the tafsir and tafsir of Juzu Amma of part Amma and now we are uh, in uh, uh, starting the explanation of Surah Al-Mutaffifin those who deal in fraud Al-Mutaffifin those who deal in fraud and this is number 83 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says <coughs> Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful Wailun lilmutaffifin Wailun lilmutaffifin الذين إذا اكتالوا على الناس يستوفون وإذا كالوهم أو وزنوهم يخسرون ألا يظن أولئك أنهم مبعوثون ليوم عظيم يوم يقوم الناس لرب العالمين The first verse ويل للمطففين The ويل in Arabic means Just let's have the first verse only Okay, that's fine, the two verses fine ويل means This is an Arabic word Which means and this is a threat this is a threat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala threatens those who disobey his command or those who act upon that which he had forbidden so who are those mutaffifin who are they the explanation came Right in the second verse, as you notice. الذين إذا اكتالوا على الناس يستوفون Those who, when they have to receive by measure from men, demand full measure. They demand full rights. They demand the full measure. So they take their right in full, not diminished. It is not only limited, as we will see in the discussion, that it is limited only to the measure in... Uh, in food or something like that no but it's more يعني, uh, it's more than that so this is one type those who when they have to receive by measure from men demand full measure now let us see if they want to give others what they're going to do وَإِذَا كَالُوهُمْ أَوْ وَزَنُوهُمْ يُخْسِرُونَ number 3 please first number 3 <coughs> And when they have to give by measure or weight to men, they give less than due. So when they sell the food, they will give less than due than the due measure but if it is the other way around when they receive by measure then they want to receive their rights in full and this is an example 
which Allah had given in terms of the measures. Now, the example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the example given here in this surah, in reference to the measures, is just an example. In analogy, anything like it is also related. Meaning, anyone who demands his right in full, yet deprives the others of their rights upon him, then he is entitled to fall under this threat. For example, the husband who wants from his wife to give him his full rights, complete. And he doesn't neglect anything of it. He demands it in full. However, when it comes to give her her rights, he becomes careless, neglectful. And this is a matter of complaint to many, to many wives regarding this type of husbands. In fact, they diminish much of their rights, but they demand for themselves their full right. They diminish in their spending. They diminish and give less in terms of the good treatment. Being unjust to people is more grave than the one who is unjust when it comes to the right of Allah. Listen to this. Why? Because if someone is unjust concerning the rights due to Allah upon him, then he is under the Mashia, he is under the will of Allah. If this right is lesser than the shirk, and thus Allah may forgive him, or he may punish him. He is under the Mashia, he is under the will of Allah. However, with respect to the rights of men, that must be given in full due. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ said, Whom do you consider to be the bankrupt amongst you? They said, he is the one who has no 
no wealth, no money, and no belongings. Yet the Prophet ﷺ defined him as the one from my ummah who on the day of judgment will come up with mountains of good deeds. Many. Yet, he will come and have done injustice to this, beaten that, took the wealth of that, spoke ill about that, and thus each one of these, meaning whom he treated unjustly, will take from his righteous deeds. And when nothing of these righteous deeds are left, then sins will be taken off them and will be thrown at him and he will be thrown in the fire of hell. Then the Shaykh may be advised by saying Nasihati, my advice To those who <coughs> are neglectful Concerning the rights of their husbands Of their wives, rather Is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It is so because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded us to take care of the woman. When he did that, he did that in the greatest assembly of Muslims during the life of the Prophet ﷺ on the day of Arafah and in the farewell pilgrimage. He said openly, Fear Allah concerning women. You have taken them as wives by the trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you made lawful their private parts by the word of Allah. Meaning that was made lawful to you by the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he commanded us to fear Allah in them. And he said, Fear Allah concerning the woman. They are like captives with you. Meaning, they are like the captives because the one who holds the captive, he either releases him or keeps him. And the woman with her husband is like this. If he wishes, he can divorce her, divorce her or keeps her. 
So that's why he should fear Allah in here. Similarly, we find some people who want and demand from their children or from their sons or from their daughters to give them full rights. However, when it comes to their rights, to the children's rights, he is neglectful, negligent. So he wants from them to be good to him and establish his rights in money, physically, and everything. Yet he is careless concerning them. Not dutiful towards their rights. So this is entitled or qualified to fall under the name of being mutaffif and thus under the and thus under the threat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we tell them all of these to remember these verses wailun للمطففين woo to those who give less in measure and weight and in all what's due upon them then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next verse brother learner alaykum salam rahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh in the next verse Allah says أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَٰئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مَبْعُوثُونَ think they not that they will be resurrected for reckoning those who are mutaffifin think they not they will be resurrected for reckoning and the thinking here is not you know something of just a mere thought no it represents certainty meaning they should be certain that they are to meet Allah on the day of resurrection this is the same as the saying of Allah brother learner in surah al-Baqarah in chapter 2 verse 46 for all of those who came and we missed saying salam to them الَّذِينَ يَظُنُّونَ أَنَّهُمْ مُلَاقُوا رَبِّهِمْ وَأَنَّهُمْ إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Surah Al-Baqarah 2 verse 46 So, do they think not that they will be resurrected for reckoning from their graves? لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ To Allah, the Lord of all that exists. لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ يَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ On a great day. Certainly this is a great day as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Hajj, chapter 22 Also try to follow this brother learner if you can Jazakallah khair Surah Al-Hajj 22 verse 1 Verily the earthquake of the hour is a terrible thing It is great <coughs> in its duration 
and it's great in its terror as to what occurs on that day. Though it's great in being difficult on some people, yet it's also great in being easy on others. Allah described that it's going to be a great and difficult day on the kafirs, on the kafirs, on the disbelievers, as in Surah Al-Muddathir, chapter 74, verse 10. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ غَيْرُ يَسِيرٌ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ غَيْرُ يَسِيرٌ That it's not going to be easy. Not easy on the kafirs that day. And as in Surah Al-Qamar in chapter 54, verse 8, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَقُولُ الْكَافِرُونَ هَذَا يَوْمٌ عَسِرٌ يقول الكافرون هذا يوم عسر The disbelievers will say this is a hard day But with respect That's okay brother But with respect to the believers May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us amongst them It will be easy Just like Someone makes the obligatory prayer because of its easiness upon him. Especially if he is from those who deserve such a protection, being from those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shade under his shade when there is no shade except his shade on the day of resurrection. And that it will be a great day for the believers. It will be so easy. Yet on the kafir it will be a hard day. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Verse 6 please. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ The day when all mankind will stand before the Lord of all that exists, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will stand before their Lord after they resurrect from their graves. They will stand up, they will be resurrected from their graves, barefooted, naked, no clothes, no garments, uncircumcised, 
meaning that small piece of flesh which is cut during the circumcision will return to its place on the day of resurrection. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in Surah Al-Anbiya 21 verse 104 As we began the first creation, we shall repeat it. Wa'dan alayna, it is a promise binding upon us. Inna kunna fa'ileen, we shall do it. Allah returns that to its place, showing His perfect power and ability, bringing creation as He began it in the first place. This piece of flesh taken during the circumcision in this life is meant for the purification from filth. Had it been kept there, then it may trap some of the urine and the filth. And therefore it will be a place of infections. But in the hereafter there is all of this. There is no need for that in the hereafter. Why? Because... The people of paradise, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make me and you of them, they don't urinate. They don't excrete, excrete, I mean, they have no excrements from feces and so forth. And the hereafter is not an abode for legal responsibilities. It is recompense. Either... <coughs> the good reward in paradise <coughs> or the punishment in the fire of hell <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> may though test have certain tests there on the day of resurrection as for example in surah al-qalam chapter surah al-qalam verses 42-43 This will be 68, 42, 43. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Remember the day when the chin <coughs> shall be laid on the day of resurrection and they shall be called to prostrate to Allah but they, the hypocrites, shall not be able to do so. This is a testing. Their eyes will be cast down. Ignominy will cover them. 
they used to be called to prostrate, offer prayers, meaning in this life, while they were healthy and good, but they didn't. The Prophet said, Our Lord Allah will lay bare his shin, and then all the believers, men and women, will prostrate themselves before him. But there will be remain those who used to prostrate in this world for showing off and for gaining good reputation. Such one will try to prostrate on the day of resurrection, but his backbones will become a single vertebra bone, so he will not be able to prostrate. We seek refuge in Allah from that state. So people will be resurrected, barefooted, naked, uncircumcised, and in some narrations, they will come without any money, nothing. Because on the day of resurrection, there shall be no wealth for people to use as ransom, to ransom themselves to be saved from punishment. There is no son who will benefit his father in anything, meaning on that day of resurrection, and no father shall be of veil to his son or a wife to her husband or a tribe to its members each one will say nafsi, nafsi, myself, myself as we came over in the saying I came over the saying of Allah in Surah Abasa, the Surah that came earlier in verse 36 لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَوْمَ إِذٍ شَأْنٌ يُغْنِيهِ and each person will be busy with his own self Every man that day will have enough to make him careless of others. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us concerning the horrors of that day and to make it easy upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ They will stand before the Lord of the universe, the Lord of all creation, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On that day, all sorts of possessions will vanish, except the possession of the King, Rabbul Alameen, the Lord of all that exists. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ghafir, chapter 40, verse 16 and 17, يَوْمَهُمْ بَارِزُونَ لَا يَخْفَى عَلَى اللَّهِ مِنْهُمْ شَيْءٍ لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَّارِ 
لمن الملك اليوم لله الواحد القهار لمن الملك اليوم لله الواحد القهار اليوم تجزى كل نفس بما كسبت لا ظلم اليوم إن الله سريع الحساب The day when they will all come out nothing of them will be hidden from Allah Who is the kingdom this day? Allah himself will reply to the question It is Allah's the one the irresistible This day shall every person be recompensed for what he earned No injustice shall be done to anybody Truly Allah is swift in reckoning Verse 7 please Kalla inna kitab al-fujjar lafi sijjin Kalla Nay This term kalla Translated into nay If it comes in the Quran It could have different meanings Depending on the context Depending on the context Kalla Remember this This article Kalla Translated into nay If it comes in the Quran Its meaning will be relevant to the context In which it comes in Because it could be an article of deterrence And it could be an article meaning truly And it could have other meanings depending on the context. This is so because the words in the Arabic language, and this is a very important benefit that the Shaykh Rahimahullah is relating to us, that the words in the Arabic language doesn't have a meaning which is confined to it, restricted to it, that it doesn't expand beyond it. To the contrary, rather, many of the Arabic words have different meanings in accordance with the context of the statement. In this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kalla inna kitab al-fujjari lafi sijjin. It may mean both meanings. So it may mean haqqan, truly, the record of the disbelievers, the sinners, the wicked is preserved in Sijin and we will talk what Sijin means in a moment or it could also mean deterrence for those who belie the day of resurrection nevertheless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse is telling us that the record of those who of the kuffar, of the disbelievers is in a Sijin, preserved a Sijin is derived from a sijin sijin is derived from sijin sijin and it means restricted place and this restricted place in relevance to the, to the statement of, of, of number 7 in the Quran here is the fire of hell as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described it in chapter 25 verse 13, 14 
وإذا ألقوا منها مكانا ضيقا مقرنين دعوا هنالك ثبورا لا تدعوا اليوم ثبورا واحدا وادعوا ثبورا كثيرا In Surah Al-Furqan In Surah Al-Furqan chapter 25 Yes 25, 13-14 And when they shall be thrown into a narrow place thereof That's it, Sijin Chained together They will exclaim their end for destruction Exclaim not today for one destruction But exclaim for many destructions and in the hadith of Al-Bara ibn Azib, may Allah be pleased with him, the long and the famous hadith concerning the person in the state of death and what occurs after death, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in that hadith, اُكْتُبُوا كِتَابَ abdi," meaning the kafir in sijjin fil ardi sabi'ati sufla write the record of my slave, the disbeliever slave, in sijjin in the lowest seventh earth in the lowest seventh earth so Sijin is the lowest of the earth and which is the abode of the fire of hell we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuge in it in, in him from it then Allah exclaimed in the verse that comes next وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا سجين. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا سِجِّينَ And what will make you know what sijin is? This exclamation that is coming here is for magnification. What made you know? Did you search for it? Did you ask about it? And the magnification could be either way, you know, magnification is, is of two types. Magnification is for either way, meaning for loftiness, concerning loftiness, and also concerning loneliness. As in the case of loftiness, as Allah says, كَلَّا إِنَّ كِتَابَ الْأَبْرَارِ لَفِي عِلِّيِّينَ كَلَّا إِنَّ كِتَابَ الْأَبْرَارِ لَفِي عِلِّيِّينَ Nay, verily the record of the pious and righteous is preserved in Aliyin in high place. And so magnification also could be for loneliness. And this magnification of this type here, which we have in verse, uh, which we read just a moment ago, uh, in verse 7. And yeah, in verse seven. Then Allah said, "Kitab al-Marqum, a register inscribed." This term, register, is not related to sijin in the grammatical flow of the verses. Rather, it refers to the book. In Allah is saying, "Kalla inna kitab al-fujjar," the record. It goes to the record. It's related to the record. Kalla inna kitab al-fujjar, which is in verse seven, as if saying, "Thamma hadal kitab." What is this book? 
Then the answer came, a registered inscribed. Aliyun. Naam. You mean Aliyin. Lafi Aliyin. Aliyin. In the Kitab al Abra'i Lafi Aliyin. Yeah, okay. Alright, so here, as if. Fama had al Kitab. What is this book? Kitabun Marqum. Meaning, registered. Nothing is to be added to it, nothing to be diminished of it. Nothing changed in it or altered. But this is their abode and their residence forever. وَيْلٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ لِلْمُكَذِّبِينَ وَيْلٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ لِلْمُكَذِّبِينَ Verse 10 وَيْلٌ That day to those who deny Who deny what? They deny the day of recompense and the day of judgment. Allah is threatening them by saying Wu Al Wail. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is threatening them with this? Because those belying the day of recompense cannot be straight on the Sharia of Allah. Cannot be straight on the Sharia of Allah. No one will be straight on the Sharia of Allah except the one who believes in the day of recompense. That is so because the one who doesn't believe in it and only believes in this life, then he will be careless as to what is next and wouldn't work for it. For the next life. Yet he stays like cattle. Eating and enjoying. Like cattle do. And as Allah says. And the fire of hell will be their abode. Always we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book. Always. Links. The belief in him. With the belief in the hereafter. Always. Because the belief in him is the beginning. And the belief on the day of recompense is the end. You believe in Allah, then you work for that last day, which is the residence, the abode. So those, we see refuge in Allah, belied the day of recompense. And the one who belies the day of recompense will not work for it, never will work for it. Because acting upon the action is dependent upon the belief, the creed. If there is no belief, there is no creed, then there is no action. That's why he said, Allah, وَمَا يُكَذِّبُ بِهِ إِلَّا كُلُّ مُعْتَدٍ أَثِيمٍ And none can deny it except every transgressor beyond bounds in belief, etc. The sinner. Mu'tadin, the one who transgresses in his actions beyond limits. Athim in his sayings, sinful, meaning he's earning sin that will lead him to the fire of hell. إِذَا تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِ آيَاتُنَا When our verses of the Quran are received, verse 13 please, 
إذا تتلى عليه آياتنا قال أساطير الأولين when our verses are recited to him he says what are these he will say these are legends tales of the ancients so these are vain talk tales just meant to past time and there is no reality to it and there is no basis for it so that's why he says this Quran is legends and tales of the ancients and therefore would it benefit from the Quran which is the most effective and intense in its effect on the heart to the degree that Allah said in Surah Qaf chapter 50 Verse Verily therein is indeed a reminder for him who has a heart or gives ear while he is heedful in the Quran. Now why this person is not benefiting? Because he belied the day of recompense. فَلَمْ يَكُنْ مُؤْمِنًا And therefore he is not a believer. فَلَمْ يَصِلْ نُورْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ إِلَىٰ قَلْبِهِ And therefore the light of the verses of Allah didn't reach his heart. But he looks at it as if tales of the ancient Spoken by the old That has no reality And there is nothing serious about it Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Kalla bal Verily Nay But on their hearts is a covering of sins and evil deeds which they used to earn meaning gathered on this heart are these sins and the evil deeds and that hindered it from the truth because these bad deeds and evil deeds stands between the person and guidance as Allah states in Surah Muhammad chapter 47 verse 17 While as for those who accept guidance He increases their guidance And bestows on them their piety So, the one who is guided by the guidance of Allah and follows the command of Allah and stays away from that which Allah had forbid and believes in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed and similarly does the same standing with respect to what the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam related then there is no doubt that his heart is enlightened and that he sees the truth as truth 
and he sees falsehood as falsehood. And he magnifies the verses and the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he puts that above any other words. And that the guidance of Muhammad above any other guidance. This is the status of the person whom Allah has enlightened his heart. As to the one who is immersed in the filth of disobedient acts, he doesn't see these verses as true, yet he sees it as, rather he sees it as tales and legends of the past. And in terms of the recitation of the Quran, this verse, there's a benefit regarding this. You may recite it by saying, and you stop for a while, short while or you can recite it you continue and the meaning in both cases is not changed so you can say it either way you can recite it Let's have the next verse, inshallah. Verse 15. كَلَّا إِنَّهُمْ عَنْ رَبِّهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَمَحْجُوبُونَ Nay, surely they, the evildoers and the disbelievers, will be veiled from seeing their Lord that day. And this, concerning the day of resurrection, they are shielded from seeing Allah Azza wa Jal as they were shielded from seeing the Sharia of Allah and His verses in this life and they called it tales of the ancients. And in this verse, verse 15, the people of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah affirm the actual seeing of Allah Azza wa Jal on the day of resurrection and the evidence is apparent in that these are shielded the disbelievers yet Allah had permitted the believers from seeing him because of the pleasure he had with them. So this means if these are shielded, then the believers are not. And the seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a matter which is affirmed in the Quran and abundantly from the Sunnah and of the consensus of the Sahaba and the Imma of Islam and the Imams of Islam. There is no problem with that at all. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be truly seen with the eyes of the believers on the day of resurrection. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Qiyamah, chapter 75, verse 23. On that day,
from faces that day shall be nadira, shining and radiant. Ila rabbiha nadira, looking at their Lord. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of resurrection. And in another verse in Surah Yunus 26, and this is the great reward. This is the greatest reward. Allah says in this verse of Yunus, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةِ لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةِ As in chapter 10 verse 26, For those who have done good is the best reward in paradise and even more and even more. This more had been interpreted by the Prophet ﷺ that it means looking at the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in the hadith reported by Muslim. And similarly, also this more had been said in Surah Qaf, chapter 50, verse 35. In Surah Qaf. There, they will have all that they desire, and we have more. And this more had been also explained to be the same more as in the previous verse, meaning glancing really at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As also in another verse, as also in another verse, which is Surah Al-An'am, chapter 6, verse 103, which the innovators had taken as their proof that Allah is not to be seen on the day of resurrection, yet the same verse is evidence against them that Allah will be seen on the day of resurrection by the believers. Let's have this verse. La tudrikuhu al-absar wahwa yudriku al-absar. لا تدركه الأبصار وهو يدرك الأبصار Your internet is, is really slower than mine, brother uh, learner No vision can grasp him But his grasp is over all vision Okay. لا تدركه الأبصار. Okay, no problem. It's لا تدركه. What is negated here? What is negated here is the Arabic term idrak. Okay. What is negated is the idrak, which is the grasping. That by itself. Proves the origin of seeing. 
what this is the difference between the two. This proves the origin of the actual seeing. And that's why this ayah is an evidence against those who took it to be a negation. This is evidence and proof against them. Because Allah is not negating the actual ru'ya, ru'ya which is the seeing. وَإِنَّمَا rather He is negating the grasping. Comprehending. And there's difference between the two. Also from the Sunnah, the authentic Sunnah came affirming the actual seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ عَيَانًا You will certainly see your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala عَيَانًا meaning by your eyes. كَمَا تَرَوْنَ الشَّمْسَ Just as you see the sun, صَحْوًا clear, لَيْسَ دُونَهَا سَحَابٌ Not covered by clouds. And in another, this hadith is in uh, Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And in the other hadith reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim as well, the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ كَمَا تَرَوْنَ الْقَمَرَ لَيْلَةَ الْبَدْرِ لَا تُضَامُّونَ فِي رُؤْيَتِهِ Indeed, you shall see your Lord Allah as you see the moon, full moon. You have no trouble in seeing it. The companions believed in that. And the followers of the companions on righteousness from the Salaf of this Ummah and their Imams believed in that. Yet those whose hearts and their minds were shielded from the truth said that Allah, it's impossible to see Allah with one's own eyes. Yet what is meant by the ru'ya they said in these verses is that of the heart they said that the seeing is the seeing of the heart and this is a false a statement which is in opposition to the Quran and the Sunnah and the consensus of the righteous predecessors ثُمَّ إِنَّهُمْ The next verse ثُمَّ إِنَّهُمْ لَصَالُ الْجَحِيمِ The next verse please ثُمَّ إِنَّهُمْ لَصَالُ الْجَحِيمِ Then verily they will indeed enter and taste the burning flame of hell They will taste its flames and its torture We see refuge in Allah from that Then it will be said to them out of rebuking and scolding هذا الذي كنتم به تكذبون The next verse Then it will be said to them This is what you used to deny Rebuking, scolding So upon them Will be gathered The physical punishment And the punishment of the heart 
through the rebuking process and the scolding, and the scolding. That's why they will say. Uh, uh, that's why they will say, "Ya laytana nuraddu." We wish that we will return, meaning to this life. وَلَا نُكَذِّبُ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّنَا And we don't belie the signs of our Allah, the verses of, our, of Allah. وَنَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And we'll be from the believers. But Allah responds to that in Surah Al-An'am in chapter 20, in chapter 6 verse 28 by saying in chapter 6 verse 28 nay it has become manifest to them what they had been concealing before but if they were returned to the world they would certainly revert to that which they were forbidden and indeed they are liars so when Allah finished telling us about the status of those wicked and disbelievers and what they were receiving from the punishment that they would receive from the punishment then Allah states then after that the status of the believers and the good ones and the favors and the bounties they will receive and this will become inshallah the topic of the next uh, explanation to finish the surah inshallah ta'ala walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in